Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Maker That Money. This is our 11th contra uh, conversation, Andrew. 11. Wow. Hard to, <laughs> hard to believe we've already done 11 of them. Uh, hopefully we're coming in loud and clear for everyone. Uh, greetings to those of you who are following along on the uh, live stream on the chat. Uh, welcome. Good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those that might be listening back later on, uh, we do record this uh, to YouTube as well. So if you're interested in the future, uh, in participating in the conversation, you can certainly join us that way. That's one way uh, that you can join in on our, our conversations here, either via the chat, if you're not feeling brave enough to call in. Uh, but <laughs> way number two is we actually like have a call in. Uh, and it's very simple. There's a link in the description uh, in the on the YouTube, uh, and uh, that gives anybody an option when we open it up for callers, which we'll do uh, usually after about 30, 40 minutes, uh, we'll, we'll open it up for callers. And mm -hmm. uh, you can chime in and, and opine because like I just claim every week, uh, you know, <laughs> we don't claim to have this all figured out. Uh, we're no, not we're at all on a, on a journey. <laughs> We thought that many of you might enjoy being along on the journey with us, uh, but um, more, more, we would just like to really uh, have, um, you know, other people's ideas and not just let it be our unsolicited opinions all the time. Right, Andrew? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, with that housekeeping out of the way, greetings. I am Pooch, also known as Repcord on all the social medias. Uh, and over here to my... My right, my virtual right. <laughs> I'm Andrew. I'm uh, one of the uh, co-founders of 3D Gloop. Yeah, and it's uh, it's good to be back with you this morning, Andrew. I uh, hope you had a good week. Any any uh, any wins to report? Any any loss? Like, how was business this week for you? Business was was good. Um, you know, things things are always crazy in the, in startup land, right? <laughs> um. It, it, to say the least, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're 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 pushing forward for Murph, uh, trying to run as fast as we can. Uh, one of the biggest headaches right now that we're going through is regulatory stuff <laughs> for <Whoa>. products. <laughs> that so. sounds like a, a fun uh, fun bit of uh, conversation. I know that. Uh, so you you do a lot of uh, work in uh, the adhesives, building the empire of sticky, as you like to say. Yep. And so yep. you've got all kinds of extra administrative overhead, I'm sure, associated with that. Yes, yes. So right now I'm I'm knee deep in uh, the code of federal uh, code of federal Re regulations CFR um, subchapter 16, I believe. So <laughs> dealing oh, I haven't with gotten to that chapter yet. I'm only on 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dealing dealing with uh, with with safety labels, consumer product safety commission, all of that other fun stuff. So you know. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's it's been a pretty mellow week here at uh, Repcord HQ. We uh, um, just kind of keep on keeping on, uh, chipping away at some stuff, uh, getting some some better distribution in place awesome. for some of our European customers. Uh, we had a big uh, B stock sale. I saw uh, that this <laughs> this week, which is always a big hit. I mean, it, it blows me away, and it, it also makes me question my pricing sometimes. But I, I think it's less to do that. <laughs> like people have come to expect it now, and so you know, there's a lot of hype around that. We we moved, I think, something like thirty of these boxes in just a few hours. Uh, oh they, wow, I mean, they, were, they were gone. Um, 
you know, and uh, it's that's nice. I mean, it's good that there's an opportunity for, um, you know, people to to snag them when they can. And uh, and I just feel a lot better about not letting some of this stuff that doesn't pass normal muster, you know, go to waste. Mm -hmm. So we've found a good use for it, it, it would seem. And and honestly, most of them like really aren't that bad. I'm just we're just kind of picky with it sometimes. And so, you know, it, if you don't mind a scratch or a ding, we'll we'll push out our stuff that way sometimes too so that was fun but uh awesome. yeah yeah greetings good to see uh we got just shout out in the uh, chat uh grant from 3d musketeers welcome my friend mike never let the machine wins we don't uh and jake from state farm haven't seen you in a while welcome my friend good to see you so today today's topic is working in your business versus working on your business Andrew, oh boy what does that mean <laughs> yeah so well i mean the easiest way that i can say is is um are, are you the one doing the work or are you the one telling someone to, else to do the work right uh, the delegate <laughs> versus do it yourselfer huh yes yes and and you know i i've i've got a kind of a unique perspective because i've been in both positions um but uh you know, I can't really say which one I like more. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> well, you, you, you don't, you know, oftentimes we don't have the luxury of choosing, especially as we're, you know, early, early mm -hmm. startups, you know, it's a luxury to be able to delegate, you know, to obviously get to a point where you have other people that you can hire and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But we had a really great call in last week. Uh, for those of you who yes. didn't hear it, uh, our friend, Michal, I probably said that wrong, but from Rhode Island, uh, called in and he had a fantastic question. He said, "Look, I'm right at, you know, I'm right at that cusp of of being ready to pull the trigger, take the dive, you know, whatever you want to call it." And mm -hmm. uh, he's like, "Am I better off hiring somebody to help me with this, or should I just go full time into it?" You know, so the idea being like, I can kind of keep my side thing a little bit longer and then just pay somebody versus. Mm -hmm. just quit my job and go all in. And yes, I think we talked about it a little bit, but, you know, reiterate for people, you know, what your feelings were around that at the time. And yeah. So, you know, it's, it's interesting, right? Cause there, there are two paths that you can easily take there and there's no wrong decision. That's the important thing. Uh, I think it comes down to what do you want to do? Right. Um, you know, I've, uh, you know, in my in my past life, um, you know, previous startup uh, was more in the delegation role where I was building a team, building out, you know, some technology. Yes, I was still actively doing work. I was right. still knee deep in some of the design and, and vision, but I had people to work with me. Right. And, you know, in essence, kind of for me. Um, but that was a very different sort of environment uh, here at Gloop. I am very much in it. I am working in the business, not on the business, um, more so than many people would actually believe. Um, you know, but that is because for Gloop, like we chose to go the bootstrap route. We chose to kind of take the hardest, you know, sort of path, if you will, to the top and the road very <laughs> less frequently traveled. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in many cases, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we did because working in your business gives you a, a lot more unique perspectives, I'd say, uh, than, you know, ver versus working on, um, you know, there's kind of a disconnect there and it's inherent in the, in the principle of it, but that's not to say that again, one is right versus the other. Certainly. Um, 
Certainly. <laughs> and, and when you get, like I said, when you get your start, it's, I, I, you know, you're, you're right. It's a personal decision, but it's also like, you got to kind of look out ahead and say, well, what's the goal? Like, where do mm -hmm. you ultimately want to be? I think we all as business owners have those elements of our business that we just absolutely loathe the doing um, yeah. and are very eager for the opportunity to be able to hand that off at some point. But that's, you know, obviously a luxury with time, but your, your point is, is really good about, you know, having your finger on the pulse and, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes intentionally being in the business, uh, mm -hmm. is, is a good thing is a good thing because, you know, you don't want to get too disconnected too quickly. Um, it's all, I think it all comes down to managerial style, uh, preferences. I mean, things kind of, your opinions will ebb and flow, I guess, throughout yep. the, throughout the years, the months, the weeks, whatever, um, of, you know, what you, what you're enjoying, what mm -hmm. you're not enjoying. Um, but obviously growth is key, you know, to yes. allow yourself that flexibility. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, for, for us, like here at Gloop, right, our goal is not to continue to operate Gloop, right? Um, uh, you know, I want to transition eventually to be more of that visionary kind of thought leader, if you will, uh, you know, in the in the adhesive space, right? Designing and developing, you know, the new products or adhesives, um, pushing the company forward, working on the business, right? Not more yep. so inside. Um, but in order for me to get there, right, through the bootstrap route, I have to make some sacrifices. Those sacrifices are that I have to work in the business. And I yep. view it as kind of my rite of passage, if you will, to get to that point. Um, and along the way, what it's teaching me is how this business operates intrinsically, all of the little dials and knobs and switches and buttons that I get to press and play with on a daily basis. Uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting because again, that's the, that's the heart of the business. Right. Um, right. and it's also allowing me to interact directly with the customers. Like, you know, customer service right now, I wear that hat. You reach out to the, you know, to the form, it comes to me. And I'm yeah. the one who gets to respond and gets to deal with that. Um, shipping the products. Again, I'm the guy who's putting the stuff in boxes right now, sending it out the door. So, you know, every bottle but you order. But should you be? But should you be? No. What do you believe? Yeah, I probably shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, well, and when I when I say shouldn't, like, like. The, the shipping, the customer, because like, I, I, I'm the same as you in terms of like the customer mm -hmm. service piece. Like, I think that's, uh, that makes a lot of sense for a lot of bootstraps. Like they mm -hmm. want to do people right now, your customer base, when you're getting started, people want to do business with you because you're you, right? And yep. if you detach immediately from that, like you're taking away a lot of that, mm -hmm. you know, participating in the, in the community in that way and, and all that stuff. But you know, the packaging, mm -hmm. the shipping and all that stuff. I don't think people are as, you know, concerned with who's actually putting this stuff in the box. And so you kind of have to pick and choose, right? Like your, your battles in terms of uh, stuff. And I, and I know there's a lot of other factors that contribute to it as well. Like where your location is, whether you can, like how big of a staff you even can have. And, you know, all the, mm -hmm. all of those, those things as well play a factor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> So not not trying to tell you what you should or or shouldn't be doing, but I know we've had conversations offline where it's like, uh, you know, it's probably time, you know, probably time yep. to to make that hire. But it, it's tough because hiring, and this is a topic in and of itself, um, it, to me, it's a very uh, intimidating thing, or it can be, and it's not 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 necessarily just the money aspect, but mm -hmm. how 
significant of a decision that is in terms of like finding the right people that you work well with that are going to represent your company that hopefully are a asset more than a liability uh, you know all the things associated (laughs) with that um so i can understand why there's a lot of resistance from a lot of people to want to you know Mm -hmm. hire on more help rather than be in there themselves doing it oh yeah yeah and and, you know for for us you know again we are in that kind of weird gray zone where uh, you know growing the business uh from from bootstrap up to where we are now uh you know we're we're kind of stuck in in that that area where it's like okay hey we have we have money it's coming in and we're we're funneling it into future products future developments um you know scaling up production capacity and you know it, it it's how do we how do we manage that right and where do we where do we see the most gain um right. you know and and for us it's right now it's it's constantly been okay well hey i can hang on a little bit longer i can keep packaging those orders right um you know keep working in the business a little bit more before i start you know making that transition out um and growing up uh i you know i call it now at some point again we have like this overarching plan of our gloops grow up right? You know, where we're going to grow up and these are the steps that need to happen. And (laughs) what what does big boy gloop look like? Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, there's, there's, I will say again, I am so glad to have this opportunity to work in the business because I feel like it's setting me up for, um, uh, for potentials to really, um, you know, grow the business further when I start moving towards working on the business, because I understand how everything operates internally. I understand all of the buttons and knobs and dials that I had before. And so I can just make, I think, more informed decisions. Um, yeah. But again, that's not to yeah. say that you have to work in your business before working on your business. You can absolutely go the other way. Um, you can go from working on your business to in your business, or and, or you can just stay working on it. it it's <laughs> You're going in and out all you. the time. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's like a, <laughs> a saloon door. You're just constantly in and yep. out, in and out. And yep. you have to be, you really, I, I, I would argue you should be right. And so mm-hmm. the, the ideal spot is when you can choose where you want to be. And I want to, I want to pull something in that, that builders Mark from the chat brought up that I think is spot on uh, that, you know, he mentions, it's all about trusting the individuals that, that, that work for you and understanding, you know, making sure you're communicating to them that you have the same goals, that everybody's mm-hmm. open to, you know, new ideas and stuff. And like, that's, that's kind of like, you know, out there in, in the ether, but it's, it, the trust aspect is, is huge for, for, at least for me, like, you know, making sure like this person is, is kind of sees the vision is cut from the cloth. And a lot of times I blame myself for maybe not conveying the vision. Well, like I'm moving at a thousand miles an hour and you know, sometimes I just need somebody that's just gonna, you know, I, I need you to do that because I asked you to do it. I try not to play mm-hmm. that card very often, right? Because mm-hmm. I, I I value like the conversation. Like I don't want to just a bunch of yes people that are just gonna do whatever I want because a lot of times I have terrible decisions, man. Like like a lot of times it's a process <laughs> and just kind of like, you know what, maybe maybe we need to step back. Maybe that's not a great idea or maybe we need to rethink it. And, you know, having people like that around you is just so unbelievably valuable Mm -hmm. obviously the trust extends beyond like also that they're not gonna like come in and just like clear shop out on the weekend or something (laughs) you know that kind of aspect so you know making sure you're vetting 
proper people uh, and hiring. And that, that is, like I said, that's where a lot of that intimidation is. Cause a lot of times these are people you don't know from Adam. I Adam, mm-hmm. not talking about you specifically, but you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I think that that, that hiring process is a really long, slow, thoughtful process for me in terms of like, are we ready for this? Who do we want to bring in? Where are we going to put them? How am I going to direct them? Um, and then like, what's the, what you know what's the what's the good like um milestones to understand if like they're they're progressing along where i need to be just to make sure it's working out right like and Mm -hmm. and you need to be giving them those that feedback and it just feels like as a small business owner like the last thing that you have time to to worry about is like the personal grooming of all your individual employees but it's important it's all important you're absolutely right right. so how do you sort through it what's your feeling on the trust what's your feeling on all that yeah, you know, it's it's tough, right? Um, you know, because back back in the day, right, where, you know, I was in a different position, uh, you know, I had people kind of do this kind of for me, right? Um, so I never really had to kind of do that, um, you know, aspect myself. Uh, it was more so just trusting in other people that have done it before. And it's like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm building a team. I, I'm looking for people that, you know, can help me do that. Um, and so now here, it's it's difficult, I will say. Um, you know, we're you, like I have conversations all the time with the the other Andrew, um, you know, about specifically, like, OK, OK, what's going to happen when we get to that point? Right. Like, who are we going to look for? How are we going to do this? And a lot of it is all centered around not really knowing exactly what it is. But um, I, I think, you know, one of those things that we talked about before was just kind of jumping in and and taking the plunge um, just, and, and do it. It's just just do it. Right. Um, you know. Shia LaBeouf, just do it meme. Like, <laughs> true. You yeah. got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think, I think again, we're, we have this unique perspective is that we've worked inside the business. So we know all of the processes. Now it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a little bit of a challenge, um, you know, getting someone up to speed, but it's a, it's one of those growing pains. Right. Um, and you know, we can't look for the perfect individual cause they don't really exist. There's not going to be someone who's exactly oh. like you and nor would you want someone exactly like you. Right. Oh, um, I would, I would hate <laughs> working with myself. I've said that, like, I, I really do believe I would hate working with another me. Right. One is yep. fine. One yeah. is funny. Yeah. yeah. And you know, there's, there's a lot of overlaps between, you know, the other Andrew and I, um, you know, we, we, we are very similar individuals. And so there are some, you know, times where there's some friction there, um, you know, cause again, we we're both kind of engineers by, by nature. And um, but, you know, moving, moving forward, like uh, again, what I will say is, is that uh, you know, the, the path that we're taking is a, is a unique path. Uh, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, we're super special, but it, it's, it's a path where I will say that we probably could have hired on much sooner we could have probably done things a little bit differently, but I'm glad that we did them the way that we have, um, you know, because it, it again, it, it provides this really unique perspective. And, and I think right now we're in that time where we're actually starting to define processes. We're coming up with all of the procedures so that when we bring someone on, we have these clearly defined, okay, this is what we need you to do. Um, and then we get their input um, and, you know, kind of vector accordingly. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know, the, the establishing the processes, I mean, it, that's, that's the other challenge to this is cause like, in mm-hmm. my opinion, 
so much of the unsexy stuff is like wrapped up in this where it's just like, yes. ah, you know, I know I should be doing this, but I don't want to be doing it. And so it's like, we inherently try to avoid some of those things uh, that, which, which also probably contributes to why it takes me longer to get to, okay, it's time to hire somebody uh, for this because it's like, yeah, I need to write that job description. I need to sit down and be thoughtful and, Make sure there is process. And, you know, Adam's uh, point in the chat uh, talking about, you know, it's completely appropriate when you're first getting started that you need to be in the business because obviously mm -hmm. you need to have an intimate understanding of the way things are operating and then what you how you want it to be. And mm -hmm. and then putting that framework together for, OK, now I know what I want and I need. Now I can go out and look for it. But until you're like, you know really in the mix and taking some time and that takes a lot of time sometimes you know it like, does i mean mm -hmm. we we do process and then we redo the process and you know so it's, yes. it's it's one thing talking about you know basic like uh, uh okay here's how we're going to produce this like we you know i run mm -hmm. a traditional production line so we you know we have a pretty linear workflow we do our laser cutting and then they kind of moves its way down the line into our kind of cleaning and packing and processing and bundling and then then finally to shipping and uh and labeling and all that stuff and and you know that's fine but even something as what sounds simple as that you know our process for you know what we were getting a lot of damaged uh shipments early on and so we found that if we shrink wrap these things and add some zip ties ah. here, and here and then we add this one mm -hmm. so you know a lot of that training is on the fly and so you you also need to hire people that have that ability to roll with the change mm -hmm. because or the, as you're first getting started, it's nothing but change. It's always change, like mm -hmm. almost on a daily basis, right? And I had some employees that I could tell that was really frustrating too, right? Like we did it this way, and now you're saying do it this way, and now you're saying I'm like, yeah, but we mm -hmm. have to. Like, I'm sorry yep. that you have to relearn, um, and yeah. you'd be surprised. That's that's kind of difficult for for people at times too. So those those are the that that helped me like work backwards <laughs> into the next hire, like having the right question. Like how do you handle change? Like what's your mm -hmm. thoughts around this? And you know, everybody talks a good game in in an interview, but um mm -hmm. it's it's yeah. absolutely something to watch for when you're talking about finding people to help you get mm -hmm. a little bit further out of being in the business. You know, can they manage change well? Like that's that's key, at least for us. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> you yeah. know, what was, uh, what was interesting is, is, um, is when we had that call in, you know, he was at a, a really unique place where, um, you know, he had a currently full-time job, right. And, uh, you know, he had a second side hustle that was really turning into something where he could, if we wanted to yeah, pull out and, and, and do his, do his side hustle as his full-time gig. Um, and so for those that are kind of in a similar boat, um, you know, you have a really unique opportunity there to really kind of work on your business and in your business, but do so, you know, in, in a, um, kind of a split fashion right um and then right. ease your transition in i think you you said you did something similar to that right yeah uh yeah i did and and i think it's very common for a lot of people that we do this kind of mm -hmm. like dipping our toe in the water thing right mm -hmm. like we don't we don't want to we you know humans by nature you know we like consistency and safety <laughs> and all this stuff and man is it scary to fly you know to to be working without a net as they say right and so yeah um yeah for for years you know 
uh, up until like basically a year and a half ago, like was when I like cut off oh, my wow. last uh, web development client. I was doing web development as a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had the luxury because I was already kind of in my own business. And it sounded like this, uh, I think it's a really common path. You see a lot of people that mm -hmm. maybe they're already freelancers or maybe they're already in a place where they have a lot of flexibility with another job. They're not sure. quite ready to let go of that. And it allows mm -hmm. you to double dip, you know, sure. but I would argue that the downside of that is that you, you, you can fall into this complacency where you never really commit and you can never ah, really take, yeah. you can never really take the company to, to the next level. If that's your goal, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know, without just really, you know, being able to focus just getting on in it. there, you, you yeah. got to get it. You got to get in there. Now that said, you know what, if you've got something that works and you're happy with a side hustle and you want, you like that mm -hmm. residual income and that's fine. And it goes at a pace that you want more power to you. Like, honestly, yep. that's, I think that that's totally mm -hmm. fine. But, but I, I would say that for anybody that's kind of listening in and thinking about making the leap, like you'll be surprised, like how much further you will actually get like just with that dedicated focus maybe you mm -hmm. wouldn't be surprised but like i know i was i was like wow this thing like actually ramped really quick it needed to but it also like could because i was there and i could you mm -hmm. know do the things that i needed to do and not you know not worry be about having my attention drawn in multiple directions because like we say yeah. limited number of hours in the day and and <laughs> The last thing you want to like, I was just getting burned out and trying to like mentally like disconnect from one thing and then go ah. off to another thing. Like that was really taxing. Right. And so just like mm -hmm. psychologically, you need to be in a place where you can be successful uh, as well, at least for <laughs> me, maybe some people handling the, handle the juggling act way better. Um, I am. Uh, yeah. I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a multi a true multitasker. And I'm skeptical of anybody that says like, you can like, really multitask. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, for, for us, like, you know, I, I shared last, I think it was last week, um, but it might've been, you know, a previous episode, you know, we, we, I just jumped right in, no safety net, no anything, you know, and I used that, that hunger and that driving force to propel, yeah. you know, to propel ourselves forward. And, you know, I will say again, for the first like two years, three years, right. Cause we're about three and a half going on four things were slow. Right. Um, you know, like, uh, you know, we have customers and people tell us like, oh yeah, Gloop, you know, you guys are known in the industry, but you know, from the outside, right. Or I guess from the inside looking out, right. That, that yeah. would be it. You know, it doesn't seem that way. And things were very slow starting. Um, but now I will say that things are really, really starting to pick up, um, you know, kind of reaching that maybe hockey stick sort of, sort of growth pattern. Um, oh yeah. You, you know, yeah. Yeah. So for, for those of you not familiar with the hockey stick, you know, very, very common business trend, obviously that, you know, there's a, there's a, that, that grind, you know, at the, at the mm -hmm. base of the, the shot, not the, the blade of the stick. <laughs> <laughs> Where a lot of times, they, you know, some people have a much longer <laughs> hockey stick than others, right? A longer, longer blade for you Canadians oh, out there, man. right? And so they get there and then all of a sudden, boom, you're right up the shaft and, you know, and you're going and it's, I mean, it, it, it's real. It, it's, it's pretty mm -hmm. wild. It's pretty mm -hmm. wild how, how quickly it seems like when you hit that tipping point, the challenge is getting to that tipping point because I've yes. had conversations with a lot of people like I've been grinding for, for years and years and, you know, I, I just don't, you know. Mm -hmm. like how many people like gave up like right before that uh, you know and yeah and you never know where it is you never like, know it literally could be you know like we went into this year 
and uh, you know, we everything was the same, right? Uh, you know, we just started rolling out our new, you know, injection molded caps, and we've been working and grinding and and just putting a lot of effort into you know branding and some new products and a lot of new stuff happening on the back end. But you know, we weren't seeing a whole lot of change on you know the outside. But it was it it was just it was literally like a light switch. The year ticked over, and January we started off just really great. And then February, again, super strong. And then here in March, again, really, really strong. Um, you know, and it's just, it's, it was, I had no idea it was going to happen like this, but it was almost <laughs> like overnight, right? Um, yeah. You know, yeah. like literally a light switch. And now it's, it's enabling us to say, okay, hey, now we got some extra funds. Let's put it back into it. Let's 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 actually play with this. We built this sandbox where we have all of these toys now. I call them where we can yeah. increase production. We can reduce or these tools. things. We can you know sure. tools, whatever. <laughs> tools and toys are the same thing for me, right? Okay. <laughs> but uh, you know they uh, we we started having some extra funds available, and we're like, okay, well, you know this is this is where it's starting to pay off for us working in the business for so long. Right. Cause we exchanged a lot of times we made that, that, that value, you know, kind of matrix of, okay, we have more time than we have money. Right. And we will sacrifice some of that time to save a little bit of money to reinvest in other areas. Right. And again, that's what I really view as, as the ultimate aspect of working in your business. Um, you know, because you can devote more time, you know, for yourself or whatever into the business and you can kind of skew that equation a little bit in your mm -hmm. favor. sometimes other times you can burn yourself out if you're not careful. Um, yeah, you but can. yeah, I think, I think yeah. that this is where, you know, that, that kind of started paying off for us and saying, okay, well, all of these years of working in the business are going to hopefully here in the next year or so start paying off so that we can sort of transition and pull away from those day-to-day -day operations and more so focus on the big picture stuff, right? Yeah. Um, at least that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> you know. it's interesting. I, I feel like I've been in that in that space now too, where I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hand off more control on the day-to-day -day stuff and I'm lucky I've got a great team. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out Sean and Devin and William for, you know, like they're, they're literally packing orders right now as I'm here, you know, just yammering Ooh, away. Guys. Like I know they're rolling their <laughs> eyes like, Oh, that's nice. But uh, um, you know, that, that's, that's, that's tough because like one, I don't want to, you know, I like to, to lead by example. And I want to show that like, I can be there in the mix and stuff too. So I'm like, I'm, as soon as I'm done, I'm going to come help you, you know, pack all this stuff. And I do. And I like that. And a lot of times, like I need that too, because it's just, it's a simpler thing. Like it's a lot less mentally taxing. And sometimes it just feels nice to just be out on the floor and, you know, mm -hmm. you know, that, you know, that what you're doing matters and it, and it helps uh, not to say that it's not important to obviously be, be able to pull back and, you know, move the chess pieces around and kind of have like the broader view uh, as well. But I, I would say there's some psychological value in, uh, in that. And I think, you know, in a lot of the reading you've done, you see like some of the best leaders are the ones that, you know, mm -hmm. still have a good uh, involvement or, or will still go out and walk, you know, even if we're talking about like, you know, Fortune 500s and stuff like that. And you'll know, see them like get out on the factory floor and meet and talk to people and stuff mm -hmm. like that just just to have a sense of it right you know like we don't want to mm -hmm. feel so detached i i think that there's a yep. lot of value in that um absolutely mike in the chat uh had a had an interesting question and you, you probably have some better perspective on this but he asked if uh if 
potential employees, uh, do you think they expect to be paid at a higher rate at a startup that they would at say, just like a larger company? Now you've worked for mm -hmm. an actual startup, VC backed startup company. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, and I think startup means very different things in that regard as it is for like sure. us as a startup. Like they can mm -hmm. expect all they want. I can't hire anybody that has a high salary expectation. I don't yep. have that luxury mm -hmm. yet. I don't have the position for them really. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, so it's it's uh, it, that's a great question. Um, my experience has been, and a lot of times startups, even venture backed ones, um, more so compensation falls on the aspect of either options, warrants, stock right. options, you know, you know, sort of equity into the company. Um, you know, we don't get me wrong. We had our fair share of very expensive hires, you know, 96,000 plus, you know, kind of minimum, um, you know, for a guy who's going to run operations. Right. Um, you know, it, and for a startup that's working on a, you know, a product that hasn't generated any revenue, giving away $96,000 a year, kind of minimum starting, and that's just cash compensation. That's before benefits, that's before equity, you know, all of that, that also has values. Yes, there are people that do kind of expect that. Now, there were also plenty of developers that we hired right out of college uh, that were like working for peanuts, you know, um, mm, like, peanuts. you know, we're talking... You know, we're talking minimum wage and, you know, here's a promise, you know, that, hey, this could turn into a, you know, a position right. later on. Right. Um, so there's a spectrum. And I will say that, um, you know, for uh, venture backed startups, yes, you typically see higher cash compensations, um, you know, because they want to retain those employees. They want to get the right. good e individuals um, for startups like us, like, you know. Technically, we're no longer startup, right? Once you start making money, you become yeah. a boring old company, right? You're not, you're no longer <laughs> so a startup, normal. right? So normal. You're just a normal, boring company, right? You might yeah. operate like a startup, and that's what we do. But um, yeah, for us, you know, it can be challenging, right? Because especially in a bootstrap sense, we don't have an unlimited budget, right? A cash yeah. on hand is usually pretty thin sometimes, um, you know, and sure. <laughs> you know it's like okay well how how do you how do you make make for sure that you're you're getting one a quality individual and 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 two you know that you you know that individual is going to grow with you and you want them around a long time you don't as a small business you don't want to invest in a person and then them leave like two months later right you know yeah. uh if they're a great individual it, it does suck right so sure. it's it's always a balance right how do you how do you weigh it um yeah. and it's yeah. tough um, it's something we haven't had to do for glue because we haven't hired anyone yet, but it's, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. And, you, you know, know, I hope in a future conversation, we can get a little bit more into the, you know, the partnership aspect. Cause you, I mean, you do, even though you don't have mm -hmm. a hire, you like, you have, uh, you, you have the other Andrew, right. And so mm -hmm. it's a different, absolutely. You, you've taken a different approach, uh, to the whole process and, and me, I'm a, a one man wolf pack, uh, at least on the, on the leadership front. And then I've, I've had to hire, um, mm -hmm. Which isn't to say that I might not have been open to the idea of partnering at some point in time, but like that, that's a very, I mean, we've talked about how it's like, it feels like a marriage mm -hmm. a lot of the time and just like finding the right individual and how do you, how do you date in that regard as a, yep. as a totally, <laughs> totally different thing. But uh, it's, yeah. And, and so obviously I think it's interesting that there's no, like we said, there's no one right way. There's multiple paths mm -hmm. and there's no necessarily guarantee that one is going to be more successful than the other. Mm-hmm.
Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I've said, you know, I've said it before and uh, on a past uh, call and it's, it's just uh, something that really resonates me that that whole, it, we have to bring it up here because it's, it's very appropriate. The, um, the saying that as a CEO or as a leader of your company, you know, your job is to build fire stations, not to put out fires. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? Like, does that resonate with you? And like, do you keep that in your mind uh, in terms mm-hmm. of like, um, I'm getting wrapped up in putting out fires again, when really I should be finding a way to build a, mm-hmm. you know, hire some firemen and, and yes, you know, get out there. Yeah. I don't know what you guys think of that analogy, but I, I like it. I do like it. Well, because it also kind of, it fits so nicely. And what is a startup in general, but nothing but just a room that's on fire and you're literally trapped in it and you got to put out the closest one, right? And sometimes you're not able to put it out completely until, you know, you can put out another fire and it might flare back up in your face, um, (laughs) you know, while you're, while you're jumping around and juggling all of this. Um, Like flaming dominoes. It's just like literally. It's just not, yes. Yeah. That's a, yep. that's a perfect analogy. It, it, it is. <laughs> it is. And they all um, catch fire as they knock. <laughs> they all just, yes. And, and, and the, the only way out is to put out all the fires, right? Like you, you love the Martian so much. Cause it's like, you solve enough problems. You get to go home. Well, yeah. you know, like yeah, in this analogy, let's, let's say you put out enough fires, you get to live another day. Right. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> it. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, but um, yeah, we, we are, you know, here at Gloop, you know, we, we always have fires. Like there's always, I mean, every business is going to have them. Like, gloop, um, like actual gloop fires. Like, no, 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 no. Gloop doesn't catch fire. <laughs> does it? Okay. No, no. But we, right. we have had, we, we, we've had to do some fun testing. Like maybe we could talk about <laughs> regulatory, you know, testing and all of oh, that man. other fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you know, we, we always have, you know, there's always something that we're working towards or we're trying to solve something that has happened to us, right? It's a reactive sort of response. Um, and I do think that as a business owner, at some point, you need to start thinking about a proactive, you know, like sort of response, like, okay, this is happening before something else happens, right? right. Um, right. Your analogy, you got to build fire stations, right? Not put out fires. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's exactly right. Now, it, it for us, you know, again, being bootstrapped, we're, we're working again in a limited sort of arena with the tools we have, but as right. the more fires we put out, we yeah. start uncovering more resources. We start having more, you know, like a better understanding of how to fight these. And so that uh, the way I look at it is, is it's a rite of passage, right? You got to, it's a trial by fire, right? Um, <laughs> little, and it's a little trial by fire. <laughs> literally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, and literally it's a rite of passage, if you will, that as you, once you put out enough of these fires, you get really good at knowing how to put out those fires. And then you can train those individuals to help you put out those fires. And then you can start working on building those fire stations and building the, the crew, right. To train more crew to put out those fires. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and so I think that that's where we are right now. Like we're we're on the 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 precipice, right? Of of that of that moment where we're going to start transitioning and we're going to bring on our first firefighter, right? And yeah. hopefully from there, it's you know, okay, now we now we're able to put out all of these extra fires, and now we we're able to bring on a third or a fourth or a fifth, you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a business owner, I do believe you have to you have to keep that in the front of your mind. And, you know, you also have to not be afraid of getting dirty, right? Um, True. 
Well, and you have you to know. have an awareness of it because, like, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm doing like that." That's another reason that it's good to be in your business because you you're like, mm-hmm. "This is the fifth time I put out this fire. Maybe mm-hmm. we need to yep. do something about this, right?" But yes. when you have other people that when you start to segment the company in a way where mm-hmm. you have fire station ABC and and you know maybe they're individually responding to the fires at different times, but they lose that context of mm-hmm. the big picture. Like that's your job to be looking at the big picture and saying like, yep. okay, they, they deployed, they deployed, they because they're not going to necessarily be aware of who did what on a given shift mm-hmm. or, or any of those things. And so um, if you don't have that involvement, obviously mm-hmm. you're going to, you're going to spend a lot of time and money dealing with the same problems over and over again. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other piece I would add to our old firefighter analogy is you're probably not going to fire. You're not going to hire a fire chief right away. Mm-hmm. Right. No. You're going to hire like an engineer or, you know, a, mm-hmm. I don't know the fireman. <laughs> I don't know it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or maybe a captain. Best. I, I don't know. But the, po- yeah. the point is, is like, it's going to be your job to be the chief and they're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to be as good at putting out the fire as you were because they don't have mm-hmm. the same context and you have to be okay with that. And that was a hard thing mm-hmm. for me at first because I was like, ah, like this is taking way longer or costing way more money because like I'm basically paying for you to learn like the best way to go about this, right? And hopefully like I can be there to help help that person along along the way. But that is a price I would say that you pay of bringing in new people is that nobody is going to have the same context and understanding that you do. And hopefully they're willing to learn and they, they have that ambition, but that is a hard thing to deal with when you're just like, you know, especially as a bootstrapped company where Mm -hmm. basically like they're learning on your dime. Right. Mm -hmm. So you you need to be um, patient. And patience is not something that has <laughs> historically come easy for me. And so, you know, making sure that you recognize, understand that and don't um, mm-hmm. over push, you know, people like that are, are learning and, you know, you have to just be more forgiving in the, of the, the errors that come about, um, you know, with mm-hmm. that sometimes. So yeah. something to look for. Um, just to go back to, to some, some of the questions, cause we're getting some great ones. And I will say right now, we'll open it up. If anybody wants to call in, Go ahead and yes. look in the description. It's easy. You click the link. You can use your phone. You can use a computer if you're sitting there. Basically, it comes into our little switchboard, and we can loop you into the conversation. We'd love to have Please you. Please call in. Like, seriously, <laughs> we, we love to talk with you guys. It's, um, it's, you know, this it's is a, a great – this is an open – we want it to be an open conversation. We were doing Twitter it's a spaces. discussion. Yes. Yeah, and unfortunately, like, there were limitations to that. Uh, you know, the other thing, just to add on administratively, is that a lot of people have said – you know, I, I prefer watching on YouTube or whatever. We want to meet you where you are. Like we, mm-hmm. like I said, I want this discussion. I want it to really be about getting the information involving other people out there. And so we're slowly trying to layer on a little bit more complexity. If we can get to a point where we can push it back out to Twitter, maybe go to Twitch, like multi, I have no problem with that. I want to meet you guys wherever you like to watch your content. Um, also on that note, just really quick. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we did finally put, the past, at least from episode seven on, we unfortunately lost our first six. That's oh, no. my bad. But <laughs> it is available on Apple Podcasts. 
Um, we are trying to focus on the audio and the conversation and stuff first, but we are obviously on YouTube so that we can leverage chat and people that like to watch that mm -hmm. way as well. So just a note on that front. Um, but to go back to it, uh, Mike has just been hammering us with awesome questions here. Yes. Uh, he, he asked, uh, as a small business, how do you individually handle the HR side of things, especially any disciplinary dismissal, mm -hmm. uh, and then, you know, dealing with motivating and keeping good staff. That's a fantastic mm -hmm. question. That's a good question for any company at any level, honestly. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Well, so, I mean, I can speak to, um, you know, my, my past experience. Um, we it. had one particular big HR issue where um, we had a board member. And uh, that board member was also, you know, an operations employee. And mm. he was actively doing things in essence to kind of hurt the company. It sounds counterintuitive, but um, the things that to he was doing was, was, yeah, well, sabotage. Was, you had was, a saboteur. He wasn't really trying to sabotage more. So he was just looking out for his own self-interests, right. And putting things that he would like to do first over things that would benefit the company. And, um, you know, it was it was taking away from, you know, the time and uh, the the effort that we were all putting in. And it, it got to be a point where, it, you know, it was a real problem. Now, for 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 us, um, you know, me being the, the CEO, if you will, it was it was really kind of up to my job, right, to get rid of this individual um, and or deal that's, with it, right? It's never fun. And yeah. it's never fun. Um, and now I will say that this was one of the most problematic sort of positions to be in because for one, board members, they come with contracts. Um, they come with equity that's granted right away that you uh -huh. can't claw back. They also come, you know, with basically, you know, for, for most that don't know when you have a board of directors and you're appointed, the only way you're removed is if the board removes you, right? You, you don't yeah. just, you know, or you leave yourself. Um, yeah. And, you know, this was a very problematic, you know, sort of thing because we eventually even had it where he got frustrated during a, a company call and decided to put, put some holes in the walls. Um, you know, literally so punch holes have, in the walls. <laughs> now we have destruction of company property, oh, right? Oh, great. <laughs> yes. And so, anger issues, um, apparently. Okay. Anger you know, management. now, I mean, you know, we, we, I will say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of throwing the guy under the bus a little bit here and I, I don't mean to, um, you know, but those are the we, best stories <laughs> <laughs> we, we did. We were able to work things out. Um, there were some, you know, running a startup, it, there's always stress. And, you know, this particular individual had some of his friends as investors. And, you know, there were also times where we were going through, through some very challenging moments. And so I, I understand where some of this frustration was building and, you know, we were able to work it out. So it was, was able to be solved but it did result in him having to leave and that was where for me right this was my first time ever dealing with this and so i turned to um a i turned to for for one our attorneys to make for sure legally i had nothing right like to potentially gotchas right i explained the entire exposure. situation yeah. I, I explained the entire situation i documented everything I, and i will say the key to everything I mean, just it, this is my personal opinion. Document everything, literally everything. Um, you know, if you have an employee that's not doing something that you say, document it, right? Document it as a as as a way of keeping record. 
document if you know you have an employee who's showing up consistently late right i'm not saying that you have to use it against them but if there were to be a point in time in which something happens right. um having a record to fall back on is incredibly important and had i not had a record to fall back on for this individual it would have been a lot more difficult to get this person removed from the board. It would have been a lot more difficult to get him to, you know, kind of calm down and then step away. Um, You you know, so uh, I'm not saying a handle is the best. Um, You know, I I don't want to go into too much of the gory details, but I will say that I think the biggest thing is all about documentation, right? Um, Just keep records. And then you go and talk to the individual themselves. And I, I think I'm a big, big, proponent of having one-on-one discussions and just saying, Hey, listen, I'm having this issue with you. These are some of the things that I'm having issues with. How can we try and resolve them? Maybe I'm viewing the problem wrong. Maybe I'm the one who's not understanding, um, you know, help me out. Right. It's communication. Yeah. Well, that's a tough conversation to have. I mean, that's, I think a lot of people are, uh, you know, very confrontation averse and that's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, you're, you're, you're right on though with the, you know, best, same advice I've been given on the HR front and like, yep, I gotta, gotta put my HR hat on some days, you know, like I still, I'm still the one that runs payroll and does the mm-hmm. hiring and does the dismissing and stuff like that. But the, that's any good HR director is going to tell you, and they're going to know it's, it's very early on that you, you have to have documentation to justify anything that you might need to or choose Mm -hmm. to do you know in the future and it's not it's not fun it's not glamorous but sometimes it's just taking taking a little note keeping it in the file um Mm -hmm. it 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 stinks because you don't want to feel like you're trying to build a case against people and stuff like that but there's you know we're in a very litigious society these days Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of rules around what you can and can't do what you can and can't say and Mm -hmm. uh the hr side of things is very fraught with you know potential pitfalls that can have very long reaching implications on the you know success of your business financially you know if you get sued Mm -hmm. and and those are distractions that you don't need when you're trying yeah you don't want you don't need uh especially as a smaller company with you know limited cash flow and stuff like that i've always said like Mm -hmm. you know just feels like you you as a business owner i wonder if like you tend to being conservative by nature because oftentimes you have to protect yourself you know that you're one lawsuit away potentially from being game over and yeah, it's it literally it's that close right you're always on the line <laughs> and that's that's so scary to think that you know years of your your work, hard work and all this and everything that you've done uh done right uh could mm-hmm. could just come tumbling down right like i don't, don't want to get doom and gloom about it like you got to be mm-hmm. smart make sure you're reading and protecting yourself against it and it's not you know it's not to say that it will happen but mm-hmm. we'd also talked about like at some point you'll get to a point where you grow to a level of success where you will become a target simply because of, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. So, so be prepared, like yeah. all these things, whether it's, you're going to have to deal with employees that just don't, and it doesn't always start that way you may make a great hire and they're great, but you know, the human element is the hardest, in my opinion, the hardest part about this because mm-hmm. humans are very unpredictable <laughs> in terms of they are very what they're going to do or what they choose to do. And they, they may start one way and, and you never know, they could go through uh, stressful things of their own unbeknownst to you that, that make them, they were, they used to be reliable. Now they're not very reliable mm-hmm. because 
you find out they're dealing with stuff at home. So, you know, obviously learning empathy, learning how to get them to trust so you can communicate these things so you can work through them together. So you're not just blindsided with stuff, mm -hmm. you know, as big. I've been lucky. I've only had to deal with, um, I've, I've, I had to deal with a dismissal in a past job um, just as a manager. So not as like my, mm -hmm. my business. Sure. I, I have had employees choose to leave, uh, thankfully on, on decent terms when, <laughs> you know, one was like, I'm leaving today. And the other was like, here's my two weeks. Um, okay. So, you know, that, that stunk, but obviously that's mm -hmm. their prerogative. You know, they're, they're we're at will here, mm -hmm. um, not signing contracts with anybody at this level. Um, <laughs> and uh, you just, you gotta, you gotta be prepared for it. Um, it mm -hmm. stinks because you were taught go to bring it back to the theme, you know, working in the business on the business, you, you get to a point where you feel like, okay, I'm finally, I got my people and I've set the table and things, you know, people are showing up and I I'm at a level now where I can kind of step back and, and go from operator to a little bit more owner. And then you have a bunch of people quit or something, not yeah. a bunch of people. I have somebody mm -hmm. quit and it's like, well, got to get right back yep. in there and I'm back in orders again. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, so it's an ebb and a flow in that regard. Like it's never yep. like I'm out. And I can stay out. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to say never. I suppose you could get to that level. And that's where you get, you know, middle management mm -hmm. and other people that are in charge of hiring the resources they need. But that feels yeah. like very far away to me. At oh, least where we are right now. <laughs> light years, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, when you think about employees fitting and, and stuff like mm -hmm. that fit changes, like you evolve as a company. And so they may have fit well. Like that was my issue with the, the one person that just said, I'm done. Um, yeah. It was a completely mm -hmm. different thing uh, when when I had first started up, and you know more people were hired, and and it had grown, and it, it became less fun for this individual, and so they they went on, and I, I I completely understand like that 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 happens, and so the fit can change like on both sides, the company, mm -hmm. and on you know what what people are willing and interested and in doing. Yeah. And I think it's just, it comes down to communication, right? You know, have that open communication with everyone, make sure everyone's aligned on the vision, the direction where you're going. If you have an issue, try and talk about it before it becomes a big one, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and, and, and continual updates of the, cause like when mm -hmm. you're, when you're getting started, when you're in that hockey stick area, like that vision, <laughs> yep. that, that the, the direction changes rapidly. Um, mm -hmm. And so checking in, you know, and talking about these things and, you know, all this stuff, even though you'd probably be like, well, this is none of their business. Like it will pay dividends back to you in that it is like, because mm -hmm. you are reliant on these people. Um, mm -hmm. It's tough. There's days I wake up and I'm frustrated with dealing with whomever or whatever. And they're, I'm, they're frustrated with me. Like it's a two, yep. it's a two way street. Right. But hopefully mm -hmm you know, you feel comfortable enough to have those conversations to find the right way there because, you know, I, I don't know. I think for the most part, like if it's not, you know, I don't want it to be a grind. It's gotta, it's gotta be enough fun, but it's mm -hmm. gotta pay the bills. You gotta have that balance. And absolutely it, when you're trying to figure out that balance, man, is it tough? Right. Yeah. Cause you're going to feel like you're always, you know, you're riding a high or you're really low and, you know, making sure you're keeping the perspective of like, no, you're just, you know, you're just kind of mm -hmm. teetering hopefully you're, you're seeing that growth and you're working your way up gradually, but you know, yeah. Keep on keeping on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
Oh, people. Oh, oh, Jordan's with us. He says he chooses to work. You think you could handle that, huh, Jordan? I don't know about that. Working for Pooch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I cracked a whip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, I mean, man, there's, I, I say it a lot. There's a lot of meat on this bone. This is a really important, intense topic. I mean, I imagine we'll have a revisiting of this multiple times, uh, you know, as a theme for us, because mm-hmm. like you said, you're on the cusp of doing some hiring and moving and starting to see that growth. And, and, and it's a whole different thing where you're just like trying to hang on, uh, yeah. at, at, when you hit, hit that growth, like the, I haven't like, I don't know. Uh, I, I haven't had the sensation that I had. So just to give you guys some historical background about a year and a half, almost two years ago, when COVID first started up, we had shut down operations and done this operation shields up thing um, kind of started by Joseph Prusa and his team where, where we were producing face shields mm-hmm. and PPE for, for healthcare workers. And um, that was a real have a tiger by the tail experience that um literally like overnight it was just like one day i was making a couple of these things based on what i had seen you know prusa doing mm-hmm. and then i had a bunch of people at my my um makerspace just what are you doing can i help can i help and it was just like overnight exponential growth and then somehow the media got onto it and then before we knew it we had tons of donations material like it became like this massive overnight thing and i know that that can be some people's business experience with you you maybe you go viral with like some product or something like that mm-hmm. and it's it's a wild ride because you're you're in it and you're just trying to react and and get to where you need. and mm-hmm. then as quickly as it came on it kind of tapered off and so i learned a lot from that experience and i like we were having to bring people on to like help manage other people like there were level uh, and this was literally just for like making frames laser cutting stuff boxing packaging like we had a a pretty substantial volunteer force over the course of three months doing this thing and it's it taught me a lot about just like one keeping an eye on things that just because it ramps quickly like things you know the world giveth, mm-hmm. the universe giveth, and the universe can taketh away. Yep. You know, so mm-hmm. having an understanding of like, is what I'm doing right now um, a fad? Is it is it something? I don't know. A fad doesn't sound right for PPE, but I, sure. we knew that we were filling in a stopgap, right? Like mm-hmm. making up for for production capacity mm-hmm. that just wasn't foreseen and didn't you know exist. But at some point, we knew it was going to kind of tail off, and um, so having that you know, 10,000 foot view and not being in there, you know, making like, Mm -hmm. I didn't even necessarily want to be (laughs) doing Mm -hmm. that, but, but, you know, I felt like I started it. I have to kind of see it through. Um, That was, Mm -hmm. that was wild. I mean, we were, we were operating in multiple facilities with like, you know, 50, 60 volunteers on a daily basis and across a lot of these things. And man, was that a, that that an experience? So, yeah. You know, like that, uh, sometimes you, you know, don't have the luxury of just staying in your business anymore. You, you have to mm-hmm. step back and you have to get in. Yeah. <laughs> you have to yeah. get out and you have get to out. find yeah, other sorry. people to, to manage mm-hmm. it because it becomes too insane. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Chris Polk has a good question. I want you to take a stab at it. He says, can you speak to the interactions between process automation and headcount? All right, let's dissect Ooh. that really quick. Can you speak to the interactions between process automation and headcount? Hmm. hmm. Okay. So, uh, well, go, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, you have an interpretation of that. I, I don't know if you have the chat in front of you too. So I have the luxury of being. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do have it. Um, okay, okay. you know, um, so for, for us, right. Um, you know, what, what I will say right now, um, you know, I would love to increase our headcount, right. Um, I would love to have, you know, an army of, of you know, gloop employees, um, you know, helping, you know, drive like, the ship. Like, would you call them gloopa loompas? <laughs> like, I just envision yeah, like them, these yeah, little gloopa loompas yeah. walking around. <laughs> um, that being said, you know, for what we do, automation yeah. is king. Um, you know, we make a jelly bean product, right? Um, that that I call it. Um, oh, that we can re, you know, we we can you know, we can make it and we can keep making it. And it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. Um, and, and so for us, we invested heavily in automation um, right from the get go. Um, yep. I remember when our Kickstarter funded, we were like, okay, Hey, we were going to make this in, you know, like small batches, right? Like literally we were going to do it in Erlenmeyer flasks and, you know, just it, like these you know, makeshift like reaction buses. Science the heck out of it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. We were huh. we're just gonna make it work, right? And then right. when the Kickstarter funded, we're like, okay, well, wait a second. We should probably think about this because maybe the you know our next order, right, or next batch is gonna be big. So we invested in reaction vessels, proper reaction vessels and equipment. That was expensive, right? But it was reaction something vessels that I'm glad. Are expensive, everybody. Yeah. They're very expensive. Uh, they're yeah. also very custom. But you know, we made what we had work. And, you know, we then continued reinvesting in automation, like, you know, just, you know, ways in which we can reduce the production costs, reduce the time, because, uh, again, we're making the same thing over and over and over again. Um, yeah. So for, for us, you know, it, it's it's more so about, again, getting to a level at which, you know, we don't have to spend as much of our time, right, doing tasks that don't really propel the business forward yes it makes right. the products but at the end of the day we have to move the products to propel the business forward right. um i don't want to make the products every single day for the rest of my life you know um right. headcount comes in for us later on right where when, when once we started moving enough of this product we can then start looking at headcount right um for us, process is also king too because it's the same thing over and over. We have <laughs> so to you're saying have it's a all important. <laughs> it's all very important, but yeah, I think yeah. there's there's for for us like we value the process and we value the automation more so than the headcount. If that makes sense, maybe that's the that's the interpretation I'm taking from that question. That's how well, we and may, and maybe you have a product that allows you to do that, right? So to Jordan's mm -hmm. point, that that you know, oftentimes automation will depend on what it is that you're making. Some things just are Absolutely. not nearly as easily automated as others. But to speak to the relationship, thinking mm -hmm. like when you're digesting your your thought process, you you knew you're like, I've got a product here that I can automate pretty mm -hmm. well and i've, I've seen yep. you shared your production your labeling line and all sorts of mm -hmm. stuff you know expensive equipment for getting there and so when you're thinking about it you're like okay how do i automate first how do i scale it like what is mm -hmm. but 
I would argue that you you have to start with process, right? Like mm-hmm. you yes. you had to at some point go, okay, what is it that we need to do and how do we go about doing it? And is it, do we throw mm-hmm. humans at it or do we throw machines at it or both? Or do we yep. need, and what kind of machines? And do we need humans to run the machines and all that stuff, right? Absolutely. So it's, the, you're, you're very right, Chris, that they're all like very closely intertangled. And, and oftentimes you might start going one way and realize actually this doesn't automate very well and you know we need to change the process and to include more humans Mm -hmm. um and i suspect as you grow uh you'll you'll find you know some stuff works great but i'm Mm -hmm. i'm with you i'll speak from my experience like a lot of you guys have seen like the 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 investment I've put into like belt printing and we've got some other interesting stuff coming up on the uh, 3d printed automation front where we're using um, pneumatic injectors for our Prusa farm so that we can maintain some of the more detailed quality stuff. Uh, but uh, you know, do something mm-hmm. a little bit more advanced than just our bulldozer just pushing parts, <laughs> which doesn't work for everything. Right. And so we, we, but, but I, I, that's where I like to put my R and D because I say like, humans are certainly the wild card in the factor. Like mm-hmm. a lot of times they're less predictable in terms of what they're going to need and when they can be there and all that stuff. Like, so, you know, we talk in the future of smart manufacturing, like investing mm-hmm. in automation. And that's, that isn't to say that I don't, you're, you're absolutely still going to need people. You're, mm-hmm. you're going to need a different kind of pe- person, a different time class of person to, to recognize, uh, you know, to help you operate these things. And, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't want to sound non-PC, but it's obviously you need like kind of a smarter degree, somebody that has a more ability to change or more ability to innovate or to problem solve and troubleshoot. And so mm-hmm. the headcount part is tougher when you mm-hmm. invest in automation processes um, because it requires a different skill set and, you know, mm-hmm. way of being. Yeah. You know, obviously China is successful in the way that they are because they 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 have very inexpensive. Not just China. I'm not trying to single out just China, but you know, <laughs> when you have the luxury of an inexpensive labor force and a lot of them, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, well, we can just throw people at this left and yep. right all day, mm-hmm. and not feel as invested. So the flip side of that, as you well know, is that when you invest in all this tooling for automation and stuff like that, that if you need to pivot. Mm-hmm. you're yeah. out you're potentially mm-hmm. out that if you can't retool that to do whatever it is and that is yep. the way that a lot of the overseas manufacturers operate they are committed to the idea that we need to be prepared to switch over to making toasters tomorrow if that's mm-hmm. what the market is going to dictate right and yep. so that is a much easier thing to do i think when you can just maybe rework the process and then just throw a bunch of people at doing it a different way later. Yep. Maybe that's a gross for simplification of it, but that's, I that's how I look at those, one, those mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that that was some degree of worthwhile insight. Um, I would talk all day with you about uh, oh, automation. Yeah. I love the space we are in. I love the technology that we're using because there's so much opportunity mm-hmm. for better automation for smarter manufacturing like that's the stuff i'm really passionate about right you know like Mm -hmm. not you know yep not trying to force ourselves into doing it the hard way again i think that we're gonna see (laughs) 
not to get political or anything, but like, I think we're going to see as time passes more and more, like there's going to be more and more discussion around that bringing manufacturing back uh, mm-hmm. to, to the United States. And that said, I don't think it's going to be the same as like at the dawn of the industrial revolution type no, manufacturing. No. Like we're not going to see giant steel mills in the same way. Um, it's going to be advanced manufacturing. Had. It's going to be advanced manufacturing. It's going to be lots of, you know, robotics and vision systems mm-hmm. and things that are going to like allow us to, you know, yep. hopefully do more production here, but do it in a much smarter way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, do we have any takers for Colin? Come on. Doesn't guys. look like it. No brave <laughs> souls today. I don't blame you. It's a, it's intimidating. We're intimidating people. Oh. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I, I don't like hearing the sound of my own voice. So maybe that's a problem for, for others too. But I think as we loop in um, more audience and stuff and go, sure. we, we can have uh, uh, more calls. The other thing that we're, we're working on is like trying to put together a better, uh, more formal, formal guest list uh, just so we can loop in some mm-hmm. other um other people uh and other mm-hmm. perspectives you know a different thing so watch watch for yeah. that mm-hmm. um but man like great conversation today i i love this it's i've always, always said <laughs> yeah I, we, we would just do this regardless so I, it's always good to have you guys along for the journey and thank you for your questions and commentary in the chat um i hope we we gave you some stuff to think about if you're interested in you know, taking it to the next level, um, whatever we can do to help support that, uh, you know, we're, we're here for you. I love seeing people, you know, get started and, and kind of gain some independence and find some, you know, be, be able to take something that might be a passion project to the next level to, to support yourself. I, I, it's near and dear to me. It's, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be where I was, were it not for the community helping us get to where we are. And so, you know, if we can pay that forward, um, I'm not trying to be hokey. Like I genuinely, you know, <laughs> yeah. want want everybody to succeed. I am a firm believer in a rising tide lifts all ships or boats or benches or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and uh, you know, there's there's plenty of room. So, you know, hop on in, hop on into the water here and uh mm-hmm. swim. Swim with us, not sink. Swim, yes. right? Yes. Awesome good uh good place to wrap andrew i wish you the finest of weekends my friend i hope you're able to find a little time to relax i know that's not always easy as a business owner where you're you're never fully out but uh, i hope you're able to relax a little bit i will say that uh i am gonna take uh the day tomorrow i'm gonna go up to tahoe for a little bit oh i don't know i don't think there's much snow and stuff but you know i'm taking the kids up and we're going to hang out with some friends just in a cabin up there just just for the day just a just nice. a little staycation it's about an hour and a half from where we are here so looking bad. forward to that but uh a little bit of work we got to get done before they getting out uh all the orders that came in yesterday so oh, i'm going to go yeah. i'm going to go jump on the production line and be in the business do it <laughs> for a bit for a bit all right do it awesome all right yeah. good place well, to wrap cool. up yeah, well, hope we catch you guys uh, on on another one of these calls soon. Uh, thank you. Uh, best of weekends to all of you guys as well. And until mm-hmm. next time, this has been Ooch and my good friend Andrew. Andrew, signing off. Signing off. I remembered your name. I swear. <laughs> See you, everybody. <laughs>